This week on Out Now with Internet, we are talking Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Podcastiosius. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello. Hi. Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies and more weekly. We dig into movies, we most prefer for your review, the occasional commentary track, or some other fun movie topic. This is episode 493, 493. We're pretty close to uh, 500. You know, we've got some plans underway. Yeah, we do. And this week we're talking Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Why did you whisper it? Because they're secrets. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's a secret. Come on. Yes. <laughs> and joining us uh, to discuss Fantastic Beasts, Colin, we have Life versus Film himself, host of Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, where he has been in a blood pact of his co-host, Mark Hoffmeyer, to keep the two of them from taking arms against each other. Yes, it's Jay Cluett. You know me, I can't, re- can't resist a good podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Jay, glad to have you back here. How are you doing? Hi, Jay. I'm good, thanks. Happy to be here for the the token British film. Exactly. That's the the only reason. (laughs) (laughs) Last time was last night in Soho. (laughs) (laughs) And you were on our Crimes of Grindelwald episode as well. I I, I looked this up. Yes, yes, I was. It's okay. (laughs) There's a Jurassic coming soon enough. You'll be here for sure on that because I know you're a dinosaur expert. You're passionate. Yes, you're you're you're, and you're off when you're not podcasting about you know deep blue sea. You're 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 constantly doing your paleontology work. You're working on your masters. There are are many many dinosaurs on my shelves around me, and I'm wearing a dinosaur dinosaur t-shirt right now. So. Got I it. am a yeah. parody of myself at this point. Yeah, we 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 put you on there because uh, you know we know that you're the grandson of Richard Attenborough. Indeed, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all British people are related, right? Yes, yeah, we're, we're all descendants of. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay, it is good. I'm glad we are glad to have you back here, and we're going to get underway with things. Uh, first up, some show notes. Uh, new commentary track this mm-hmm. week. In honor of the upcoming Nicolas Cage film, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, hmm. we are going to be talking Face Off. Nice. Oh, well, yes. This is going to be a fun one. <laughs> I'm looking forward to recording this episode, this commentary track. Uh, this, this, There will be good times. Good times to be had talking yeah. about Face Off. A, a lot of face waterfall things that you guys be doing face, to yourselves. Face waterfalls, of course. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I don't know if I'll put my hands down while recording this commentary track. <laughs> <laughs> um and i'll I'd definitely love to, i'd love to hear you walk away yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you guys know this but it has 100 percent on tomatoes because i'm seeing it on every ad and every tv uh oh the unbearable way to mess up it's like they're playing yeah. face face off no, ads, fa- right? if it's like 100 i mean i wouldn't be surprised i mean it should do it should yeah. have it's, it's possibly john Woo's best american film it's fairly high. I mean, it's either that or paycheck, right? Um, yeah, I, can't, I, can't, I can't think of a better one. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's good. That's going to be a fun one to record. Uh, what else? Uh, speaking of upcoming bonus things, uh, God, Jay, you're actually somewhat involved in this. Summer Gamble X oh, oh, is yes. coming. <laughs> coming. I've, uh, oh, it's X-rated, I, so we need you to, to take a new <laughs> photograph of yourself, Jay. Done and done. <laughs> but, oh, Summer- my God. I just got it. <laughs> Hey, don't ask for it if you don't want it. <laughs> Duly noted. Summer Gamble X is coming. We'll be t- we'll be going over the potential box office hits of the summer, 
and uh I, i've started i've started uh, putting all the details together this thing kind of it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be good it's gonna be a lot of good stuff to go over not we'll see we'll see where this is gonna go predictions <laughs> that'd be crazy why are you putting larry david on me i don't know <laughs> i'm still trying to do as, as good as the year i wasn't technically playing but, yeah. uh, but yeah. I submitted as an as an audience member and came second. I yeah, think. you did great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really done good. terribly ever since. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so, so the that... key is to unofficially officially submit yourself. Got it? Yes. I think so, yeah. So. Just just be be prepared for the return. <laughs> the summer gamble X. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what else? iTunes reviews, ratings, of course. Good to get those. Helps out the show. Helps other people find the show. Don't log on to iTunes. Search right now out there name. That'd be great because you can then find our show and you can be like, "There's their show," and then you can give us a rating review. We're just gonna see us. Exactly. Um, let's see. You know what? Real quick, Abe. You uh-huh. know what's fun? Um, peeps in the sun. Peep, peeps in the sun. Could they be? I don't know. No, they'd just be like all gross and, and mushy. I feel like that should be a time lapse video we need to watch. Peeps in the sun. I'm sure that somebody has it in some car in Arizona. That's a great username too. Peeps in the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, a parody song it. of Island in the Sun. Yeah, well, that reminds me uh, also. Uh, happy Easter to everyone and happy Passover to everyone. There, there are time lapse videos of of peeps melting and peeps being eaten by maggots. See, YouTube that's why we have ooh, that's why we have Jay on here to have, to have that that quick super YouTube researcher search. Jay Cluett. Yeah. I, I know all the tricks. I know how to type it into Google <laughs> and into then Google. click on the link. Enter like the best of them. That's how you find out if things are available. <laughs> First, I get your nude photo. Now I learn how the internet works. <laughs> I'm here well, to teach. I'm here to teach. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing that's fun is movies we really like that do well at the box office. What? I just, I just wanted to point this out that in the midst of all these other big movies that are out in theaters and making their money or whatnot, some less than they really want, like the movie we're going to talk about today, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, uh, expand. It's been expanding into more and more theaters since we've talked about it. And what I like to think is it's the out now bump, of course, where before right. people people saw the movie because we've had such brave things to say. Yeah. Um. It. I just wanted to point this out. It, it increased. It's. It's like like twenty. It's like in over two thousand theaters, and it actually it's it's gone up. The 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 uh, the um, uh, the percentage of it's like it hasn't dropped as far as nice. like how much money it's making. It actually went up this week, and so it's made. Just pointing this out, the timestamp this. It's made like six million dollars this week. Mm-hmm. In the scheme of things, sure, compared to other movies, not a whole lot. But if we're an A24 obscure movie like this, it's at like 25 million right now. It's doing or almost 20, it's like 17. It's gonna be close to like 25 soon enough. It, yeah. It's uh it's doing it's doing really well. And I'm just I'm really happy about that. I'm I'm also great. really happy reading all these tweets from all these filmmakers being like, This is a great movie, everyone should go see it. You know what I'm doing for those? Retweeting. <laughs> I, I i'd like it to do so well that it gets a uk release date that'd what? be nice yeah. <laughs> yeah i know that'd be nice not even scheduled right now wow i did not yeah. realize come on daniels uh, it's yeah it's them it's their problem yeah it's, it, but it's uh i i'm just i i am happy that it's doing quite well so i just wanted to point that out because abe and i were big fans yeah, yeah. So i'm just, I'm just fans. sitting here hearing nothing but great things from everywhere else <laughs> in the rest of the world no it's part of the theme of the movie Part of the yeah. theme of the movie, Jay. Sometimes you're just insignificant in life, but you know it, what? Well, you deal with it, it. It's called everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> so it should be released everywhere. It's in the bloody title. <laughs> well, soon. I, 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 I do look forward to it reaching the UK, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts on the film. Indeed. I, I look forward to presenting them. All right, so let's move on now. Let's get to some out-and-out quickies. Trademark. Each week, now we like to talk about the out-and-out quickies. Trademark. All right. Uh, Abe, what have you seen recently? 
I don't know if you guys have seen this movie. It's called Dune. Heard of it. Um, but yes. it's on HBO Max. And it is a uh, Which Dune? 1984's Dune or 2021's Dune? Oh, 2021's Dune. Yeah, yeah. No, the one or, that... Or, or Yordorowski. Exactly, Jay. Or Yordorowski's Dune. <laughs> Or uh, but, or uh, the William the William Hurt uh, TV miniseries Dune <laughs> from the sci-fi show. He had a oh that's right yeah that was like uh, two thousand Dune yeah, yeah. early ish two thousands yeah Dune thousand Dune thousand <laughs> as oh, it's yeah. colloquially known yes that's actually uh, a great sales event Dune thousand yeah why Dune K yeah exactly come down to our Honda and <laughs> you know terrible. buy your Honda before the world the no no that's <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> Why Dune K? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the reason why we had to turn our clocks back. <laughs> but uh, I, I was rewatching Dune, and everything that it won for the Academy Awards, like it definitely deserved all of those technical categories. I mean, it is just phenomenal, and it the pacing and the editing is just so well done. Like the three hours really just blow by. So I would recommend Dune. But other than that, I've just been watching some other TV stuff um, that we talked about last week. Okay. Jay, how about you? What have you been watching? I have seen no new things, but mm-hmm. I've, I've gone back to some some DV, some nineties DVDs I've never seen before. Oh, cool! Uh, to try and cross some things off of a, a, a bucket list. So you mentioned Nick Cage. I watched Snake Eyes recently, yes. which I'd never seen before. That movie and... has a very good opening, and then there's the rest of the movie. Yeah, I I mean I didn't I didn't hate it. Uh-huh. Uh, I I kind of enjoyed it. It's 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 nonsense, but I I was. Completely distracted by Kevin Dunn is in this film sure. as a, 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 rec- a reporter. At one point, he interviews Gary Sinise's character. Mm-hmm. Gary Sinise's character is called Kevin Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> this threw me off for the rest of the film. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I, I, I liked it well enough. It, it, it's, it's entertaining. But uh, another another 90s film I watched was, was Wild Things. Oh yeah, never seen before. My with, dad recommended me this this film with Kevin um, Bacon. With Kevin Bacon and lots of other people. My my dad and I don't have the kind of relationship where we would talk about uh, the kind of activities depicted in Wild Things. Uh-huh. We don't have that. Like he he and I have never had the talk. I don't know if he knows that I, <laughs> I'm aware of sex in general. But for him to recommend me Wild Things is unusual for the film it turned out to be. Uh, but I found Wild Things to be entertaining. Uh, I, th- I, th- I thought it was good. It lived up to that reputation. Side note: There's a fun Pen Fifteen episode about wild things. Uh, so that's that's one of the series I keep meaning to get to. Yes, mean, we'd also like to hear your thoughts when you get to that. Now you'll and have then, the context. <laughs> and then uh, last night, last night we watched Peter's Friends, a Kenneth Branagh film. Oh, yeah, okay. Friends. <laughs> yeah, from, I, I've heard of this. I've never seen it, but I know this. Like, it, it stars him, uh, Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie, Imelda Staunton, uh, Emma Thompson uh, as uh, there's, there's six like friends who were who were like a musical troupe in uh-huh. the university, and then ten years later they come, they reunite, and everything's. It sounds like it's going to be a really fun comedy. It sounds like the Big Chill, but the UK version <laughs> of the Big Chill. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's really morbid. And all their lives have turned to shit. Yeah. And like everything goes terribly wrong over the weekend. And um Tony Slattery's in it. I think you know Tony Slattery. He's like yeah, he's yeah. In, from Whose Lines Anyway, the UK mm-hmm. version. Uh, he's terrible <laughs> in Peter's oh. He's awful. He's he's like he's a good comic. He's a uh an improviser and everything. He's he's generally funny in things, but he just has some of the more dramatic things to do in this, and he really overplays it. He's really over the top. 
and it's 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 fine, but it's not. not don't rush out and see Peter's friends. No, this is mm. one of his early. Is like his third film. Yeah, like after Dead Again or yeah, yeah. Dead Again. Yeah, and it, it's kind of confirmed. Like uh, to me, Kenneth Branagh tends to only work with himself and many things like mo most of the films that he's acted in he's also directed i think he's a problem on set and he, I, <laughs> it's, it's my pet theory that he's not great to work with which but is why always... yeah which is why like bleeding into the harry potter world uh he's a great gilderoy lockhart he's so cast. good as gilderoy yeah. Lock. he's yeah. like perfect he's like that's, really that's... into himself really up his own ass and you're just like this guy there's a lot of funniness here yeah that's the best role he's ever played is gilderoy lockhart he's, he's <laughs> not russian played. uh time traveler in Tenet? no definitely not uh not yeah sator not not um not uh loveless and uh <laughs> wild wild west steampunk bad I mean, guy <laughs> i do like i do like wild wild west but i feel like uh he's well cast in that in in the tone of the film as being, as being not not great it's a, that is a fun watch as you if you kind of go along with it as being what are we watching let's just rip the shit out of this <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. um i've seen a few things first up i mentioned this a few weeks back and now i finished it this is the last days of ptolemy gray this is the mm -hmm. apple series starring samuel l jackson uh, I just reporting back to say it continued to be great for its six episode run. Nice. Um, it is a closed off series. It's a it's not a like a a seasonal series. It's a, it's a one it's a mini series essentially. Mm -hmm. um, but Sam Jackson's doing just some of the best work he's done of his career. I think he's absolutely terrific in this. I think the show is very well done. Um, it, it's very much a like drama uh, without being kind of a over sensationalized series, which I enjoyed. I, I, it has somewhat of a high concept, but I was happy that it just kind of used its main premise to tell a adult dramatic story mm -hmm. um so yeah certainly recommend that for anyone that has apple uh, he also has a fun day. interview on npr talking about the show and the series as well mm -hmm. uh, i watched a movie that's coming out next week called bad guys uh, this is the upcoming animated film from dreamworks um i quite enjoyed this nice. <laughs> um, i i didn't have many expectations they weren't low because i like this cast you have sam rockwell and Craig Robinson, Aquafina, and Mark Marin playing a sizable role. Uh, he's like the co-lead, essentially, Richard Ayoade. Like, you got a lot of fun voices in there. I don't know this graphic novel children's book series that it's based off of, but I'm certainly curious because what I like the most about this is it feels like it takes all the right lessons from Spider-Man uh, into the Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of, like, there, there's, there's a unique animation choice. There's some camera moves and stuff within the virtual space that I admired. The humor is both, it's friendly for all ages, but it's got a lot of wit in it. And it just looks really interesting. Like I, and the sensibilities of salt worked for me. So like, you know, for like DreamWorks animated films, I was big on this one. This was like a, a fun surprise as far as how much I liked it. So. Yeah, from the house of Shrek. I mean, you know, they're not yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's got so, a shark in it. So I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a shark in it. it, 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 it the shark Doing dramatic it. work, right? Exactly. Yeah, the shark's the most dramatic character. Yeah. Uh, but but no, it's it's a yeah, it's it's a fun movie for you know. There's three movies coming out next week. Two of them we'll be talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, but this one certainly worth looking at. Looking at as well. Cool. Um, and they've also watched yeah, going along with Jay. I've watched a lot of Nick Cage movies um, this week. <laughs> uh, I was I saw his latest one that we'll talk about next week uh, last night, and so I was like, I'm gonna watch some Nick Cage movies this week. So I watched a few that I've both seen and not seen. Um, the one that I haven't seen was Guarding Tess. Uh, where he plays a Secret Service agent dealing with the <laughs> with Shirley McLean. 
uh, what if she just played herself? Uh, but no, just plays Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> it's like a widowed, a widowed former first lady. Uh, not good. Uh, not a good movie. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's fine. Uh, but I did watch ones that I really like, such as Leaving Las Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, which you can absolutely see why he won an Academy Award. Um, and I, I followed that up with Honeymoon in Vegas uh, to get the Vegas double play out of, out of the picture. <laughs> uh, but, then, but then I also finished the trilogy, of course, with Con Air, where they end up in Las Vegas. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've got all okay, the the, yeah. the, cage, the cage Vegas adventures down. Uh, have, match- you, have you done a comic trick with Con Air? Uh, no, we haven't. Uh, it's, okay. it's, it's, okay. it's literally like I have a list of movies Abe and I have talked about in the past doing commentaries <laughs> for, and Connor has been on there for a good eight years. Um, <laughs> well, let me know when you want to cross that off. I, 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 will, I, will be happy, I will happily put you on the top of that list. This list is so intriguing, by the way, as far as the movie, the list I have of commentaries that we've talked about doing but haven't done. But haven't done yet. Yeah. yeah. But I'll save that for another time. But uh, Matchstick Men, I still top. It's a top five Ridley Scott movie for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's excellent. Nick Cage is excellent in it. Um, and then Adaptation, which I absolutely adore as well. Yeah, um, just a fantastic movie. Both you went on a huge Cage uh, dive. I did a Cage a day. A Cage uh, a day. Yeah, yeah, a cage yeah. a day. Yeah, keeps so the doctor away. away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just exactly. off the top of your head, do you guys both have a favorite Cage movie? A favorite Cage movie. Oh, I like we, that you we went into Nick Connor. Cage. A yeah. favorite Cage. Mine is Connor, but we've already talked about that. So if I had to pick a different one, maybe The Rock. I, do, Ooh, I, 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 I love some Cage Connery together. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm going to come back to this question next okay. week. Um, yeah. But because I want time, because like there's different flavors of Cage, right? There's many, so, there's many flavors. Yeah. There's like, spicy such Cage, a... you know, low key. I, really, I really liked Pig from last year as well. Pig is fantastic. Pig is probably, yeah. yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a lot to consider when it comes to it. Yeah. But I, this should be, a, this should be our assignment. We should both have a top five <laughs> list of Cage movies next week for next Done. week's podcast. Done. Okay. Yeah. With, with our reasonings on, on how we, we did our uh, methodology. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Uh, Jay, I'm glad we got yours as well. Con Air. Got well, it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, knew, you knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I knew. We should have guessed. <laughs> and I also wonder why you didn't put the bunny back in the box, especially on Easter. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> all right. Let's, um, well, that was on a quickies. Okay, Mark. Let's move on. Let's get to let's get to our main review for Fantastic Beasts: colon, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Memory is everything. Without it, we are blind. Without it, we leave the fate of our world to chance. I'm sorry to disturb you, Albus, but I've just received troubling news. Tell me, what is it? It's Grindelwald. The time is closed, my brothers and sisters. Our war with the Muggles begins today! The world as we know it is coming undone. If we're to defeat him, you'll have to trust me. Mr. Kowalski, we need you. I said I want an out and I want out. You do know I'm a witch, right? Dumbledore asked that I give you something, Jacob. This is the team that's going to take down the most dangerous wizard in a century. Who wouldn't like our chances? <laughs> oh! <laughs> no one can know everything. Not even you. What you're doing is madness. With or without you, I'll burn down their world. Dangerous times 
favoured dangerous men. If by tea time, all of us are still alive, you should consider our efforts a success. Okay, that should have been some of the trailer for Fantastic Beasts, Colvin, The Secrets of Dumbledore. After the successful start of 2016's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, things took a stumble with The Crimes of Grindelwald. Between poor reviews and lower grosses, some changes needed to be made. The solution? Bringing back in Harry Potter screenwriter veteran uh, Steve Cloves to co-write this latest entry with J.K. Rowling, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Additionally, Johnny Depp has now been replaced by Mads Mikkelsen as the nefarious Grindelwald, making for an interesting every new movie we get a new Grindelwald pattern. <laughs> How did this all work out? Well, the film has opened pretty low at the box office with a mere 43 million, well below the previous grosses of the former films. Is this a factor of the pandemic or is fan demand for the Wizarding World not as high as it once was? Jay, how did you feel about this return to the Wizarding World with Fantastic Beasts 3? I, I didn't want to see it. Okay. I, I had no intention of going to see this film. It wasn't until Aaron messaged me saying, hey, do you want to be a guest on the podcast? And I replied, no, I don't, want to, I, I don't have time to see this film. And I mentioned it to my wife and she was like, oh, actually, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. So we made a plan to go and see it that evening. Didn't happen. Things came up. Next evening, didn't happen. And so it turned out Sunday, Easter Sunday morning, I went on my own to go and see this film I didn't want to see. Uh, <laughs> This is so romantic. I, I'm, this, this story took way more turns than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because I was committed, I said I was going to be on the podcast. And so I guess I have to go and see this bloody film. So I went and saw this bloody film. And yeah, Crimes of Grindelwald was my least favorite film of 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, as, as I saw in the cinemas, I hated it. Uh, this is better than that. Uh, this I, I genuinely enjoyed myself throughout many sequences of the, of the film. I'm mainly here for the beast stuff, if I'm honest. But I do, I do love that's how, your brand. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes. I, I do love how every problem, every opportunity within the uh, the Fantastic Beast universe has a beast at the center of it, and it's mm. not like there is a problem and Newt Scamander comes up and goes, "I've got just the animal to solve this." No, <laughs> there is already an animal that is at the center of it, and the only we're told the only wizard zoologist in the entire world happens to be on the case. So they, they, it's like all they're doing is setting up bombs and there is one bomb diffuser in the world and he's the guy on their, on their track and they keep on putting a bomb in his path. So <laughs> do something else. <laughs> but just, you're the best. Love, you're the best. Sunglasses down. Yeah. <laughs> I love the different ways that beasts are used. I love all of the beast stuff. That stuff is great. The rest of it, don't really care so much about. But as long as they keep on throwing nifflers at me, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to keep seeing these films eventually. So, but yes, yeah, so a, a vast improvement on uh, on Crimes of Grindelwald. Well, how about you, Abe? Did you uh, did these succeed the the <laughs> crimes well enough for you? Were you engaged by the secrets? You know, it, it's it's an interesting thing because I I'm on the same page with Jay that it's better than the the Crimes of Grindelwald, um, and I think that it kind of brings a, a sense of like levity to some degree um where the other one was just like this there's a lot of death and destruction even this one has some of that too but it's also kind of a a a yawn movie and i don't mean that to you know disparage it i i think that there's just i I think when i uh was driving back home and thinking about this movie and thinking about where it has come from the manifestation of it um and where it's going like yes i understand that jk rowling uh, has been basically like in running the scripts uh, since um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. 
but I also am curious as to whether there's like a place or a plot or like a purpose of that where she wants to achieve because it really just feels like there's um like a mishmash of a bunch of ideas that she wants to get out and this is the only outlet which she in which she feels though she can do that uh and because of that there's just a lot of strangeness in the movie to be frank like there's political intrigue political like um uh i don't even know i don't think it's really political satire but there's like um some cool like espionage stuff and then there's also like really weird jinky like kids writing in this to some degree too like when when uh you have like a, a pair of characters together you just really get like um like toned down writing i guess and then i i honestly think that you know she feels very comfortable with david yates but as a film watcher i am just like you guys need like a different eye like on this like there's there's a lot of uh continuity with the world that you're building and the look that it has but it just feels very stale and like i it's hard to to distinguish these movies because David Yates is kind of just like steadying the ship, steady as she goes type of thing. So great job, David Yates, for for getting the job way back in the Harry Potter days. But there's just nothing that really intrigues me visually about these movies. So it's unfortunate because I think that there's some good performances near. I mean, Eddie Redmayne, I, I love his Newt Scamander. Um, you know, kind of just like quiet but very earnest. Um, Jude Law is doing what he can do. Uh, and then... Mads Mikkelsen never turns in a bad performance. So I, I dig Mads for being such a, you know, um, a compelling bad guy, even though he doesn't have a lot to say necessarily. Like he doesn't have anything very interesting to say. He just has some bad guy things to do. Um, but I, I just felt as though it was kind of just a stale entry. Um, and this is uh, still an upgrade from the previous one, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this later too about where this could go or where it can go or where it's supposed to go, but I didn't think that it was ultimately very very compelling. What about you? I, I will say, um, being the least invested, I think, in the Wizarding World as far as I've only seen the Harry Potter movies, and it's not like I revisit them very often. Um, going into this because it's like, well, it's there. Um, I like that first one where the where to find them. Mm-hmm. The the crimes was a crime. Um, this one I felt was a return to form. I, I wouldn't say it's as good as where to find them, but I enjoyed my time watching it. I had a good time with this film. I certainly see issues involving some plot stuff that's not too interesting to talk about, honestly. It's just like, okay, these are choices I were making for this overall story. But what I liked about this movie was it reminded me of what that first one was doing, where there's a there's like a sense of store momentum that i'm less interested in but there's also a lot of like bits and Mm -hmm. parts that feel like separate adventures that happen to be involved in this larger story and this felt like a film that had more of that it has individual sequences that i was really a big fan of like there's a prison escape involving creatures Mm -hmm. there's a whole dinner tape dinner sequence that i really liked because of the characters involved mainly uh there's there's a number of like things like that throughout this movie that i was generally enjoying and the climax i think in particular is actually really good as well as far as where things kind of go and what they're doing with that um and also i like most of these people 
we could talk all day about how Dan Fogler is the best thing about this franchise. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because he's <laughs> absolutely wonderful. But like, I agree with you, Abe, on Newt. I think Eddie Redmayne is really good here. Um, I, I, and even like with them, what I can remember about these movies, there's a bit of an arc to him. I think he's grown more as a character. He's a little more outspoken. He still has his, his kind of way of being how he is, which I think is honestly, I think it's him being on the spectrum. And I admire a franchise for, not only having, you know, two central gay characters that are the big thing about this, about the, about that's, you know, a big part of this, but having a lead character who's, you know, seems to, for what it seems to not like specifically identify, but he seems to be autistic. Like that seems to be a part of what he, what's going on with him. Um, and I, I think he plays it well, but then you have other people. I do think, I mean, Jude Law, I do think is doing his work here. Um, the brother is a little more engaging than the last time because he's not just an asshole the whole movie. <laughs> um, Jessica Williams comes in and gives like the scene, a lot of scenes a shot in the arm just because there's more energy and she's doing like this May West impression. Yeah. Like, she, okay, she's like, made some choices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like she, she, she shares a lot of scenes with, with uh, Dan Fogler's Jacob and it's like, okay, this like this stuff works better than it doesn't. Mm-hmm. If anything, the weird one that I wasn't expecting is honestly Mads Mikkelsen where I don't think he's necessarily bad. He just seems bored. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it the of the problems I had with Crimes of Grindelwald, it wasn't Johnny Depp. I thought he was one of the best things in that movie. I get that there are opinions and things and problems involving him as a actor outside of films, but as far as characters in these movies go, like I liked his Grindelwald, and so it's like, okay, Mads Mikkelsen's coming in here. Cool, it's a great actor. He seems like a guy. It's like, yeah, I'm just filling in. Like, it's so it's- I, I I think Mickelson was was more believable as more, more charming. More believable as somebody who can kind of accrue the followers. That's fair Whereas, as right. far as yeah, what the movie's trying to accomplish with him, but just didn't like it. You know, it's not the whole movie for him, and he's just for you know pivotal scenes involving him and Jude Law. There just wasn't much there between them for me to like get behind as far as this these you know separated lovers kind sure. of thing it yeah just... but, but the only scenes that we saw of the two of them together are like post relationship essentially where they're they're already at odds with each other even then i've seen movies where there's exes that have chemistry like these two yeah, just seem true. like two actors in a scene together it's like have okay, you fine. seen my best friend's wedding jay come on Ex- exactly no way happens <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a 90s movie you should watch because it's okay. <laughs> but, um... it's not bad yeah enjoy it but like cast like yeah i mean there's you know we'll talk more about these people uh yeah. i i also i did like the you know i like the production of these movies i can agree with you as far as yates certainly you know the movies look like movies by him um but that i mean to me that's no different than the marvel movies looking like marvel movies like it's like yeah there's a certain style to them but i i think the visual effects are generally very good um and the production design is always top notch and costumes like all the details and stuff like the money's there is in my eyes like i can if they wanted to bring in, you know, some fresh blood and add a different kind of visual sensibility to this, I'm not opposed to that. But like, it's not, there's, there's not enough of these movies for me to be bothered by the general like vision of them. Um, the um... sorry, on the sort of on the, yeah, on, yeah. the on the production design, I I adore the production design. I've been mm-hmm. to the uh, the studio tour in the UK. I've been to that twice. Uh, I, I love all of the stuff from the Harry Potter films, just seeing how it was all made and all the props and just the the physicality of it all. So the fact they're still doing that to an extent, I think probably possibly less so. I think there's a bit more CGI in these ones than than in the earlier films. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. There's like a there's enough there as far as yeah, like sets and things, and then like, but even then, when they do add, you know, 
the various CG elements, which are largely beasts and you know things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look. I mean, especially looking at previous Harry Potter films, it's like the effects have come a long way. <laughs> like there's a, yes. there's a lot of yeah. good stuff here as far as visualizing some of these animals and what have you. But like mostly, I had fun with this. Like, there's some mm-hmm. dark stuff in it for sure, and there's some big like we haven't talked about like credence for what some big character issues i've had but for the most part for a long movie not by any means the best of this franchise or what have you but i still had a good time i had a good time watching it 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 got me to a point where like while it's doing poorly i still want to see where these other two films go because i was more was far more enthusiastic by the end of this one than i was by the crimes of grindelwald yeah i I would definitely agree that where this ends up and where it leaves off um i felt very satisfied and i felt to some degree warm and tingly uh, which is which is a nice (laughs) feeling to have uh versus like you know leaving the theater and just like i will I don't remember what happened in Crimes of Grindelwald. I, I totally forgot that Johnny Depp was in it because I thought it was in the first one. He had those crimes. Um, oh, he's, he's, he's at the end of the first one. Yeah. Oh, first one. So he, yeah, he okay. is in so, it. So yeah. maybe so I, like, I, it's I, not Colin Farrell after all. He was wearing a Colin Farrell mask. That's right. Yeah. That's actually it, right? <laughs> huge yes. letdown. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly what happened. <laughs> it's a huge letdown. Yeah. But I, I definitely agree that, you know, in, in terms of the characters, like, I think that Mads is a fun guy to be around. Like he seems like he's got like kind of like um like he had a quote this past week, you know, when we were talking about method acting and he kind of just like came out and said, you know, you're you're kind of just being an asshole if you if you're still method acting because this is all like pretend. Um so he seems like a fun guy to be around. So I agree that there's just not a whole lot for him to really do, but I still think that he he has like what Jay you're mentioning like the charisma and that charm to make it feel as though he could be that guy that people follow. I also just thought that he's like, you know, people know him from uh, more more devilish, more more evil roles, I suppose. Um, so it really does fit the mold of like, well, you know, he's he's against the the good guys. I I, I did enjoy. It's not like super deep. It's not even subtext, but like he's playing a charismatic bad guy who's very much done crimes yet still gets away with them. Who's mm-hmm. amassed a fall a number of followers that uh, you know support a certain type of person and they're involved in an election scheme right. to take over you know take the place to to outdo the female opponents in the election it's not very subtle yeah. what it's doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but it did amuse me that it's like yeah but this guy's like handsome and gay like i like that that's a it's, it's, like, it's a nice like screw you like to the, to the scenario that was being presented <laughs> um that but that stuff in general it's funny that it revolves all around this chillin, this animal that's like seen at the beginning. That mm-hmm. and there, and there's a quite a bit of like animal, like cruel. I guess you want to call it animal yeah. cruelty as far as what's happening. If, if you oh, weren't sure definitely. who the villain is when Matt Vickerson guts Bambi in front of you, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of a big clue. <laughs> Kids were shocked. I mean, like as fun as I, much fun as I had in, in a lot of this movie, there's like, yeah, there's the whole like opening of this thing where it's like super dark and like murders a child right away, and then murders the mother, and then it's like, oh, there's another one though, that's okay, and then it's like, yeah, but the other one's still here, we're gonna bring it back and then kill right. it again, <laughs> and you get and, zombie Bambi, <laughs> right? Yeah, which is like, what? Um, but that's to your point, Jay. I think that there's actually really when they focus around. The animals and they don't like put it in your face of you know I, I love the way that you put it of just like I've got this uh magical creature and let's go do it. It's like it's fairly more subtle than that. But I did enjoy um and, and this goes to your point too, like the, the creature designs. I, I yeah. love 
that these creatures like just there's a lot of details in these cgi creatures and i kept wondering like i wonder if they just had like a puppy on set they wrapped in like you know <laughs> green because <Yeah. laughs> like yeah, that would have been really fun but i i love that there's like this really gold breathing element to these um these animals and and what they represent and what they do um is very nice because yes you know you it's it's a magical feeling to be like they can see the best in people therefore they they um you know they cut through all the bs of of a person and they can find like really good leaders and when they do get to that point in the movie like prior to electing the the next icw president um (laughs) it was really sweet to have you know who the the animal goes up to first right so i'm kind of hoping that there's a return to these fantastic beasts in a larger manner like i get that Grindelwald has to be defeated whatever that means by a certain point and I'm sure like presumably if there's a fifth movie that's the movie you do it in but I'd fully welcome them doing it like in the fourth movie and then the fifth movie's like okay good thing that Grindelwald's thing solved now let's like have a zoo and just have a, <laughs> different, yeah, have a pet store. and this is how <laughs> I finish my book exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh who's that child I need to deal with now <laughs> so odd shaped scar <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, the animals in this one, like, there's less of, you know, compared to where the, where to find them, there's always going to be less animals, it seems sure. like, which is yeah. a shame because I yeah. liked getting into that mm-hmm. aspect of the world. But we do get, like, crazy lobster creatures and the the, the chillins and, you know, the return of Neffler and Stickman. That like, balloon yeah. bird thing, which was really cool, actually. Awesome. Look at yeah, that. And then it explodes yeah. into the wings. Yeah, that was, there's, right. some, there's, like, a lot of cool stuff like that. So it's like, and again, you know, Newt's all about that. And I like his, you know, the kind of emotion he brings to scenes involving those yeah. creatures. Like that's that's a lot of fun stuff. Less fun is this kind of this this could you know the the forward plot of this involving this right. Credence character. Yeah. Like on the on the on the exact opposite end of things, as far as like what I'm liking the most and what I'm liking the least. I have not. Well, it's hard to say. I have nothing well, against Ezra. Uh, sorry, I have nothing against. If, can you give yeah, me like a two second or two ten sentence like? Uh, summation of what happens in the second movie to Credence, like, well, he in the first movie he gets dusted. <laughs> right, be, I remember that. He, he, seems, his fingers. he yeah. seems to be very dead. Yeah, um, and then the second movie's like, yeah, not quite. He's not that dead, and he gets back. He's so like in a. They don't like bring a, him back. He's actually just like not fully dead. He just never died. Okay, just, got it, like got a piece of his dust, I guess, lived on, and so. Oh, that's that's right. And, yeah, and so we find him back. So we find him with like a really silly crew cut in a circus somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess he get, he gets he and what's the name the snake thing uh, Nagini Nagini, Nagini. Nagini. Uh-huh. They, who is not in this film yeah they exactly <laughs> they they team up for and they, I guess they escape the circus thing and then Grindelwald finds them I believe um, and then he's just on Grindelwald's side so, for the yeah. rest of it and then by the end of the movie they're like by the way you're actually Dumbledore's brother right 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 okay. and then this movie's like actually again not nephew. really nephew <laughs> 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 uh, but, but also you know sadly you're dying and it's like okay what this thing this movie he spends the time like brooding not talking a lot growing his hair out uh, just yeah, kind of yeah. just kind of being this like this like hole of suck uh, <laughs> but my my issue is not even like with the the idea of it. it's like okay yeah you need like this kind of Anakin like care whatever you want to call it kind of like moody character that's in between things doesn't know what he wants. Mm-hmm. My my problem is there's no real like like weight or enough like stuck to this guy to make me like get him. It's just 
like in this movie, this applies to another character too, but he's supposed to be on Grindelwald's side, right? He's like, this guy, he's my man. He's doing the things I want to hear, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, but this movie's instead, it's like, I guess I'm conflicted now. And I'm thinking, why is he conflicted? Like he chose evil. You've been doing evil. Like suddenly you're not want to be so evil. I don't, I don't, there's not much there to get me understanding why. And it well, just... yeah. you're also mentioning another character, and I don't know if it's the same one that you're thinking about, but there is another character that also has a quasi change of heart. And I, I feel, yes. Yes. And I feel as though, you know, Rowling and who's the other person that wrote this? Steve, uh, Cloves. Steve Cloves. Yeah. It feels as though like maybe they're just like trying to write some of these wrongs, but also again, because it hasn't really been penned down before, they're just like, well, let's just change this because. I was going too dark and now I'd like to bring it back because I got some feedback from people in the last movie and they didn't like it as much. And what's cool is that you can do that. Yes. But it's just unfortunate that, you know, I felt the same way too. Everything's just very shallow. Like everything's just let's it, keep moving and not really have anything that really sticks too deeply. It, it absolutely wouldn't surprise me if there's a longer cut of this movie because it does feel like it's been it's, shot. A, it's like a two hour nap movie. It's all right. Yeah. So it's like, I get why you'd want to make that shorter, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's more to it to make sure. things make sense because Queenie is absolutely the other character I'm referring to. Yeah. And that's a shame because for one thing, that's a good character. I like that character in the first two movies. And then it's like, this one gives her very little to do. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that second movie, she, she also chose evil. She's like, right. evil seems like the way to go. I know they don't phrase it as evil, but for the purpose of this movie, evil. Pure, like, pure blood is the way to go. Yeah, there, she she was in the league of like, you know what? The this league guy shadows? Makes sense. This, this guy makes sense. I want to yeah. be on his team. And this movie's like, do I want to be on his team? No, but we don't have anything yeah. to like back that up. And it's sure. like, it's very frustrating. <laughs> well, it, it was it was frustrating at the end of Crimes of Grindelwald when she made that decision to turn evil. And I mm-hmm. feel like there was kind of a bit of an uproar amongst people who saw like, oh, it's such a disappointment she went to the other side. And so they've kind of turned back against that in the writing of this film right. to kind of course correct. Yeah. Which which is, I, I can understand, that to back up a bit on that, yes, these aren't based on books compared to the Harry Potter movies, obviously. And that, I mean, that can't be a problem. That's not, a, that's just how things are. I mean, so it's, I like that there's not a presumed understanding of where things are going. Like that's mm-hmm. neat to me. That raises certain stakes because it makes me think, do we need this character? Is he going to live through this scene? I don't know exactly because it's mm-hmm. not like there's a but at the same time he, there's a there's a consistency problem that's irritating but it's not like any of us liked Crimes of Grindelwald so it's the case where you know if you're going to compared to something like Rise of Skywalker where it's like okay oh, if, you're gonna, if you're going to if you're going to walk yeah. back certain <laughs> things or you know I'm not fully against them making right the movie that everybody already sure didn't like it's yeah. not like this, it was... is, this isn't a problem this is just yeah. a theory yeah i know yeah. So yeah, it's, not yeah. like, it's not like it's not like there was a vocal minority that was like shouting about things and they caved in it's more like well, people weren't big on this one so we should just move on to a different direction right yeah. but it just it feels like it's coming at a cost of the filmmaking because there's not enough meat to the bones of these scenes that involve characters making big decisions that would reflect better why they made those decisions totally and and some of this is rooted in the original Harry Potter trilogy. I mean, the Grindelwald character is introduced there. Sure. You know, the information about Dumbledore and Grindelwald together is introduced there. That locket that he has is introduced in the Harry Potter stuff. But I, I absolutely agree that there's just, it seems as though they did like a 180 and they were just like, hey, by the way, like, let's try to go back to this. And again, the, the beauty of it is that it's all in JK's head. She's the creator of the previous franchise and this one and the stage play. So, it's not as though um, 
it's not as though there's like a, 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 a weird mixture of like writers with different thoughts that have come onto the project. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a unique thing to have, but also to your point, like I, it's not as though I want her to be held accountable per se, but none of these things have been written down before. Right. So you don't know where it's going. Therefore it's, it's all very new and intriguing, but you know, how much more can you have if you're just like, is this really what we're going to be doing here? Like, you know, well, really vapid, like political plot points. And then also like, you know, lack of character development and, Oh, people are dead, but no, they're not really dead. And, how much more can we have? Because I felt as though this movie was doing a lot of explaining, re-explaining to me again of the movies that I'd previously seen. And that's not something that I would, I'd feel like you would want to have in a third installment. Well, they, I mean, that's why they brought in Steve Cloves, right? Mm-hmm. To help with, you know, have a, have an anchor to, to work with, as opposed to just one person that's doing a story that is kind of teetering off in areas that people just weren't excited about. But I will say, compared to Crimes of Grindelwald, this movie has much less explaining, which I was happy with. Like, sure, it's much sure. less focused on story and plot, which comes in the form of, yes, having these individual moments that I was admiring. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there is, like, a 20-minute sequence of, Ju- of Jude Law sitting down with his brother explaining the secrets, um, and it does humor me. I'm to glad be- that, you, that you didn't whisper. <laughs> it, it, thank you. And it, uh, it, no problem. It, it, I was... Um, amused by how the first the second second film ends with like he's your brother uh and then this film's like let's get into this a little bit more (laughs) that's sort of backtracking like okay that's that makes that makes the second movie even worse if anything it's like not only was there a lot of stuff that we didn't need to know there's like even the shock the supposedly shocking thing we didn't need to know because it's like "Ah, not really (laughs) right right um, oh characters are allowed to be wrong Oh, yeah. yeah, so someone made a mistake. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not like Dumbledore said this to Credence. It's, it's some other, you know, Grindelwald said this to Credence, and Dumbledore's yeah, yeah. like, eh, there's something else going on here. Jay, uh, I've got a question for you, uh, being a resident uh, British citizen here. Um, what is the what is the the feeling of these movies in uh, our our neighboring friends across the pond? Like, how are you guys feeling about this movie franchise? Is there fatigue uh, of J.K. Rowling, uh, given everything that she's done and also like everything uh, that this movie franchise, at least two series are, are doing? Or do you guys feel as though it's like, oh, yeah, I love seeing the best of British actors uh, on the screen? Well, speaking for the entire tier of my country, mm-hmm. yes. uh, I, I didn't know this film came out last week when it was <laughs> released. Uh, I, I'd seen so little like uh, uh, ad- advertising for it. Mm-hmm. It hadn't popped up anywhere that it just kind of arrived. It was it was, it was a secret. When it was released, uh, so I, I I think like uh, uh, popularity of it may have waned a bit. Okay. That you you say like the best in British, there are certainly fewer uh, great British actors in this than in the Harry Potter. Because uh, yeah, they oct- use them all. octet. Right. <laughs> I mean, there are newer ones they could, but like they're there's... they're in Downton Abbey. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, they can be in both. Yeah, but, uh, I also felt the same way when you mentioned uh, your. Um... When you mentioned the Kenneth Brown movie, I was like, all three of those actors that you named are in the Harry Potter movie. Yeah, with but like Steve, Steve, yeah. Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie, and right. not, not in there. They could have cropped up somewhere in here. But they didn't. Oh, that's a great point. How Stephen uh, Fry is not in the Harry Potter universe is beyond me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he he read all the books for the audiobooks, but that, that's seems like an easy cameo. Right yeah. So I think the the main one that they've added for this one was uh, Richard Coyle as as Abel, okay. mm-hmm. who is an actor that I really like. He was in the the UK. Uh, sitcom coupling which was mm-hmm. the uk equivalent of, of friends essentially and then oh, he, was okay. in Gra- he was he was in grabbers a few years back 
Uh, he's like the leading it's, it's, like, it's like the UK Tremors. Uh, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, it's Irish, but yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm, I, Grappers feels like a, a, a film that you would love, Aaron. Now I think about it, it's like a uh, it's an, an Irish alien film where the aliens don't get you if you're drunk. Oh, and so, I think uh, I've heard of this. <laughs> it's, it's from 2012. It's very good. I highly recommend Grabbers. Uh, so he, he's he's perfectly cast as Aberforth. Got it. And it, was a, okay. it was a delight because he look he looks like Kieran Hines. He's like a young Kieran Hines, I, th- I think. Uh, so he's the only like great British actor who's cropped up in this one. But I had no idea he was in it, so that was a mm-hmm. nice surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as as a nation, I don't think we care about these films that much. Interesting. Anymore. Okay. There were three other people in the cinema with me. And this came out a year ago, a week ago. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> so there, there it feels like there might be some fatigue even in the home country. And there's the whole J.K. Rowling of it all. Yes, yeah. Like we, which... don't, we don't want to line our pockets any more than necessary. Right. Um, cool question for you from from an acting standpoint. Who's Victoria Yates? Is, is she somebody that is very popular I, among the Brits? I, I mean, she is uh, where I'm currently recording. Where I live, she is from this town of Bournemouth and Dorset. Uh, she is uh, best known for being in Call the Midwife. Oh, uh, TV, she's one of the wonderful show. One of the midwives. My my wife used to watch this show. I have seen many episodes over the top of a laptop screen. Okay, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not not my kind of show, but it's very popular. So okay. she, that's where that's where she's from. She Got play, it. She plays Bunty. Yeah, she's I, very I, good. I, I like I, she's yeah, she's fine. I entirely forgot this is a character in the series until this movie. Um, but that's that's exactly who Bunty is. She is supposed to be a forgettable person, right? Yeah, <laughs> she I, does that very well. I, she does I, it very well. It definitely reminded me of of um, I forget what the the doctor nurse uh, name in the Sherlock series is. Um, but oh, I know. What you mean. See, that. there's the thing. There's the thing though. I haven't watched Sherlock since it left air uh-huh. in like 2015, 14. I remember who you're talking about. Yes, but how many episodes are there of Sherlock as opposed to one previous film she's been in of Fantastic Beasts? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm not exaggerating. I say I had no memory of Bunty whatsoever, but I picked up very quickly. Like, oh, okay, so she's like his assistant, and she's alone with him. Got it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and and, and the reason why I was asking about her popularity is because I was like, oh, well, she seems to have like a a very like small but like strong role in this movie. I wonder if this is like. if she has uh, such a large kinetic presence in the UK where they're like, Hey, we love seeing this person on screen. She has like a lot of like um, cachet. Among, among I would the... say she's a, she's a huge actress. She's just somebody that I recognize from Got the it. midwife. She's okay. been in loads of things, but uh, Molly Hooper is the Sherlock character. Molly Hooper. Yes. <laughs> who is go. fantastic. Merry uh, Christmas, Molly Hooper. Spe- spe- speaking of characters <laughs> that have a lot, uh, very low presence, uh, but important part to play. Uh, Catherine Waterston. <laughs> It's like absent from this movie. Yeah. Yes, uh, Miss yeah. appearing in this film. Yeah. To, to the point, uh, and like, there is speculation as to why mm-hmm. uh, she's been outspoken against J.K. Rowling. Um, but the, the the amount of time she's in this movie, I'm still not convinced she might even be in this movie. That, I, I had I, the I, same feeling. It, it honestly feels like this could be a trick of CGI faces and body doubles. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I like the, she's, the it's way an entirely she looks, fake. <laughs> the way she looks and the brief appearance she has in the movie, like, I don't know if that's her body on that head. Like, I, because she, she, she kind of like is introduced via just slinking into the scene. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, is that a, like, did they CGI a really tall person? It just, I, I love that they said Tina's not available. She's been promoted. She's very busy. Uh Because that's like, that's Catherine Waterson. She's not available. She's been promoted to other things. Very busy. So it's, (laughs) it's just that, like, I, you know, 
there, I so there's a variety of reasons that things could be different. Maybe there's just sure. too many characters they want to work with, but that's just bad writing. Um, if you can't like, <laughs> we, we can't fit in our female lead of this movie this time. It's like, that's poor writing if you can't do that. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what the exact issue is. I don't know if she comes back for the presumable fourth movie, but it's just, it was so awkward seeing her like shoved in here based off the way they designed it. And I haven't, I haven't, I haven't watched it the once. I, haven't, I don't know if like, I can't recall if there's like a wide shot featuring her and Newt, but it's like, I would not be surprised if like, she wasn't even there at all beyond like, again, a face. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, but it at was the same just, time, like, it, like the, the entire sequence itself was nice, but I, uh, yeah, I definitely yeah, the, agree the, with you. That yeah, there the, was thing, the thing she's involved in, I agree. Yes. Like that, yeah. that the, like the epilogue of this thing, which if the series never returns, it's fine. Like it does right. its job. It's, yeah. it's a nice, sense of things but that's getting ahead let's go back to a few things that we didn't talk sure. about because we I, I mentioned that we all love dan vogler but let's talk about dan vogler he's so good in this movie of course. <laughs> like, he, he is such a like the the warmth and even the pathos he brings it like when he's first introduced like oh yeah that's right he lost his like, he's lost his girlfriend like this is so sad but then like just the exuberance on display when he gets like his wand and he's involved in these miscellaneous adventures it's just a lot of fun to watch and I really like how he plays Jacob. Like it's just, a, it's just a, it's the kind of thing I wish more of this series had. Yeah. And that speaks to, I think all of our fondness for the first movie where it just felt more whimsical and more magical and more just like mm-hmm. free flowing to, to that degree where you could have a Jacob character that um, really embiggens the littlest spirit. Um, <laughs> Simpsons reference, yeah. but uh, but I, I certainly agree with you that there is a Jacob X factor to this movie. Mm-hmm. I would I love seeing him on the screen. I love when he just has interactions. I love his interaction with Dumbledore toward the end there, where they're yes. kind of like maze stuff, um, mm-hmm. and what Dumbledore uh, gives him in terms of like wisdom, like his knowledge before parting right i i love all that stuff and i love that this movie kind of like circled back and said you know what it feels as though if newt is like the main character jacob could be the heart of this movie literally like they they give him a line that says like your heart is very full kind of thing um but then i love that they circled back and said like let's just if uh, if we were to end it we'll end it here and it it makes sense these films the harry potter films were originally for kids they are kids films about kids and the, the Fantastic Beasts films are about older characters, but it's, it's, I still feel like they should be for a younger audience. And mm-hmm. the Jake, the Jacob side of it and the, the animals side of it are the bits that skew skew younger. And that's what I enjoy about films. I love all Pixar films, etc. I love kids films. It's the uh, kind so of... mm-hmm. I, I'm here for the Jacob. I'm here for Dan Fogler because it's the most fun stuff in these films. I want to go to these films and have fun and not be bogged down in the, the dour credence of it all. Right. It's the kind of thing where, yeah, they might have miscalculated like how far to go with the darkness of the Credence side of the plot, but at the same time, I I get the if you're making, you know, yes, you still ostensibly want to be an all ages kind of affair, but I, I can understand the idea of the kids that grew up with Harry Potter are now you know older, and so they'd watch a film like Fantastic Beasts because it reflects it still reflects the kind of the age range that they're in. But yes, you still that means you're still neglecting the newer, the younger kids. Exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, right. it's, not, it's not like we're all on the same timeline here. <laughs> so it's so, like, yeah, totally and the, the kids who grew up with Harry Potter have kids now. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, actually, and I will say, you know, for at least the adults that I know, 
Uh, we don't really care that much about political intrigue, so give me more Fantastic oh, Beasts. There's a, there's enough of that in the real world. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, guys, I'm pretty sure uh, the Star Wars prequels are uh, the only things people liked were the scenes in the Senate, so shut yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Where Judge Jar Binks <laughs> gives, you know, power of attorney over to, to the Emperor or Senator Palpatine. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, made... you joke, but you give me a West Wing set in the Star Wars Senate, and that would be my. I would be show. all about it. They're just like walking through hallways. <laughs> what did Toby do? <laughs> a whole he episode dedicated to the ET guys. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, well, question for you guys as well. I mean, in terms of just, uh, we've been kind of talking about this here and there. Do you guys feel as though this is going to continue? Given. I guess the the mediocre response and Aaron, I don't know what it did in the box office, but it sounds as though it was not really meeting its targets. But does this continue? I mean, it made forty three domestic. That's not good. That's bad. Yikes. Uh, that the idea if it gets over a hundred, that would be surprising. That's domestically. It's made one hundred and ninety three worldwide, I think, so far. Something like that. Yes. Wow. And it's so it's pretty. But it's the budget not, is two hundred. So yeah, I was like, no, that, I was like, that's low. <laughs> It's you know for an over for an overseas performance, it's doing fine, um, but it's certainly not at the you know peak height that these movies once were. Does that lead to making more of these? Well, the problem is we declared their WB declared that they're making five films, so it's like how much egg on their face do they want as far as making this happen? Is they're making there... five total or five more? Five, five to- total. Jesus, okay. five more. Five no, total. I was like, yeah, they're making five <laughs> more. Say that. Yeah, Newt is going to be like 60 by the time he's done. Yeah, no, the idea was to make five oh, total, so there's still, there's still presumably two more to go. Wow. This, okay. th- as we already established, this third one, I don't, I mean, it has an epilogue of sorts that'll be like, yeah, that, that's it. But sure. at the same time, when you like take two more <laughs> seconds, you're like, this would be horrible as far as the amount of yeah. characters that still don't have any closure. <laughs> like, we're in the world still out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, did I, he I, fall I, off the cliff? And I and I do want to see where this would go. Sure, <laughs> like, sure. I am generally intrigued by that. Okay, well, so you do have an investment. Uh, I have an investment as far as I've watched three of these, and I'd like to see the end of the story okay. play out. Sure. Yeah. Uh, especially because this third one was an improvement on the last one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I argue most people probably feel that same way. Um, and and the box office has to be a reflection on how poor the previous one was as well. Like I said, exactly. I'd, yeah. I'd, I wouldn't have gone to see this if it wasn't for this podcast today. So, so <laughs> I, yeah. I, and many other people are not guests on this podcast and yeah. therefore did not go and see this film. Aaron Abe forcing people to watch movies <laughs> since 2010. So, I mean, I, I would say, you know, if they're making a, if they, may, if they plan ahead to make a fourth movie, mm-hmm. dumber decisions have been made by studios. <laughs> I mean, it would be the worst idea to like keep the train a rolling to, Set you know to provide an a, you know an ending to this franchise. Yeah. Will it happen? I th- there's been reports saying that you know they're mulling over what what they do next based off how this one performs. Okay, the reviews are okay. If it's a big hit on HBO Max when it comes on there, that might help as well. Honestly, yeah. sure. that that that's not a that wouldn't be a bad thing if you know and people in droves were watching this on streaming. Would that also mean it could be an HBO Max exclusive? That's a possibility in this day and age. Ah, was right. was there a, a massive uproar when that fourth Divergent film never appeared? Uh, no, <laughs> that's actually. So I thought about that too when I was watching this movie and thinking about this. Uh, Aaron and I had the same question that we wrote down. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I also thought about the Divergent series and essentially how. So I bailed after two when they killed Kate Winslet. I was out with that. that <laughs> well, so. she died because of like the novel virus in uh, in uh, what's that movie. <laughs> Contagion. Contagion. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. But Baby I thought mess. about that series as well of just like, well, you know, they quietly just went away with it because it wasn't doing numbers. 
but then well, the, well, what do we the, the the third one bombed. Like the second one made about as much as the first one, but the third they were all terrible. They're not good. Uh, yeah. But that the third one, they're, they're like bad. the third one. People were just like, why would we want to go and see this? And they right. didn't. And then the so Lions Lions yeah Lionsgate was like, yeah, but we're gonna make the fourth one. And it's gonna be a TV series, right? <laughs> and and then you know the actors no, are all made, who are made up of people that star in movies uh, that are becoming more and more popular, like Miles right. Teller. And uh, you know what's her name? Jamie Woodley, yeah. Jamie Woodley, Jai Courtney, Jai Courtney, of course. Jai Courtney. Uh, he dies in the same in the second one, I think. Right? But uh, I, I, I can't remember. But uh, yeah, uh, what's his name? Ansel Elgort, of course, super popular, yes. super super innocent. Mm. Um, they, uh, <laughs> all of them were like, we did not sign up for a TV show. Yeah, um, right. and and then the, those those plans uh, quickly disappeared, and now there's still there's three movies with no ending. Totally, <laughs> totally fair. The other franchise I was thinking about is. Um, um the maze runner uh series which, where, yeah which which was like more of like oh are we going to get that third one because you know people are getting older and also again like it wasn't super like the second one i think we liked but it wasn't like doing gangbusters but i larger top or larger uh zooming out i should say i also thought about what you just mentioned aaron why do these ya franchises seem to have like a shelf life but we're going to have like seven diehard movies um, and, you know, things that should have ended, but they're still continuing. But we feel as though there is um, like, if it doesn't work out for us in this third or fourth installment, we should just stop it because uh, we can. And I, 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 this was like me coming to grips with myself. Just like, I don't know why there is like the, that weird dichotomy of just, I guess some franchises were like, well, let's just stop it. But others like, Let's just keep milking it. And... I mean, the, the the answer is always money. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's always sure. the answer. Yeah, <laughs> like for one th- for one Cream. thing, to go back to go back a second uh, for the Maze Runner, those movies. For one thing, they're all cheap. That was the key sure. about them. They're all cheap movies, and they came out you know two two three years apart each, and mm-hmm. they finished they finished their books and they're done. I mean, there was no harm, no foul on that. It was a successful series for what it was, which is you know good on it. But these YA series in general, the the problem is they don't have stars, um, mm-hmm. and so it's like you if if you need something to be successful, it's either stars or a story that people all want to see completed. If you have something like Divergent, which doesn't have butts in the seats kind of stars and just has a story that people are halfway at most interested in beyond the loyal book readers, they don't need to spend that money. <laughs> like if you're not going to make the money, there's no reason to keep doing it. You make more Rockies, Diehards, Rambos, Terminators, what have you, because even if they don't do well here, they still do well overseas for the most part. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Dark Fate didn't do that well. Probably not going to see another Terminator movie for a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame because it's one of the better Terminator films. It is. It's, right? one, it's, is. it's one of the yeah. best Terminator 3s. Um, right. the, it is the, easily the, in the top three Terminator films. Ex- of the, Termin- of the top, top four Terminator 3s, it's in the higher end. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, your answer, it comes down to money. It comes down yeah. to how much are we spending to make these movies? How much does it cost um, for us to market that movie, how much is it making a return? If it's not doing it, it's not doing it. I mean, Harry Potter, yeah. though, it's a, in, sorry, the Wizarding World, it's a huge franchise. It's not nearly at the peak that it was when Deathly Hollows came out, but hey, this is good. This is what we're going to have to look at in the next year, what Warner Bros. is going to have to look at in the next few weeks, how much money it's making total, like how much overseas is doing. Okay. Overseas I've got a pitch for you guys. Uh-huh. Daniel Radcliffe will give him $100 million if he plays Credence in part four. <laughs> he, he's the he's new back. Grindelwald. I mean, given, he's Grindelwald. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
that'd be something if he was Grindable. That'd be pretty And bring, bring back uh, Rupert Grint to play Credence. Yeah, <laughs> he could play works out. Well, I mean, Credence is on Dad's door, it seems like, in this movie, but also Ezra well, Miller. You know, Phoenix is reborn. <laughs> <laughs> sure. As, you know, if, if there was a... If, if if there was one way to logically end this movie um, without and also knowing things going on with Ezra Miller, this movie did a pretty good job. I feel like sure. I'm getting yeah, I'm getting yeah. that factor, uh, uh, making that uh, uh, something easy to take care yeah, of. Yeah, it wasn't a poochie situation of just like I've got yeah. to know, I've got to go. My planet needs me. Yeah, you could easily start this next movie <laughs> at Critus's funeral. Not a, just yeah, exactly. The grave in the rain. <laughs> yeah. it's like, wouldn't be the hardest of choices. <laughs> um, Korean doesn't suffer for me. I, did you watch the the the, the Tick TV series with Griffin yes, I, and yes, Peter Sarfinovich? The Peter yeah. Sarmer, or I'm sorry, uh, the Peter Sarfinovich. Yes. I've just watched that, and oh. Credence looks exactly like uh, the the character Edge Lord. Yes, put in the second season, and yeah, I could yeah. just like I literally watched the last episode a few days ago, and that's just stuck <laughs> in my head. Like this, he looks, he acts like Edge Lord, just this awful character, <laughs> and that's just mm. Credence now, and he's kind of suffered a little bit which isn't the film's fault it's entirely my fault uh but i couldn't look beyond that was watching everything he did like oh this is, uh, he's gonna set off on his scooter any second now so i i have a question for you guys yes uh you you're both familiar with like the books right the harry potter yes. books yeah. you both you yeah, both read them all yeah and you, you so you're more you're that's what I figured, and you're more invested. I, so you're more I, by default invested in the wizarding world than I am. I was queuing up outside Morrison's the morning the last one came out. <laughs> Early at at some point, at least you were more sure, invested sure. than I am. Yeah. Given we have this Fantastic Beast series, were this not to even if it does continue, whatever, if would you be interested in more stuff from the wizarding world? Like, would you, would you like? Would you want more? You mean outside of like Grindelwald? Outs- Outside, yeah, outside of this current, basically like a spin like if, if they made spin-off. if they made another spinoff, would you yeah. be interested in something else that took place within this universe? I th- I think so. I think yeah. there's a lot of a lot of scope within this world, just how it all works and fits together. I think I think where where these films are at a detriment is they're so closely compared to the Harry Potter films, mm-hmm. and those has such a strict linear plot of the kids are at school, seven years of school. Each film was a new year of school. So you go and you see the further adventures the next year, the next year, the next year. You know, where they're going, what they're going to do. Whereas mm-hmm. this is like so sprawling. It's so like, okay, where are they going next? I have no idea. I'm not <laughs> yeah. even sure which country they're going to go to this time around. This, this time it's Berlin and Bhutan. Yes, last time exactly. Was, I think they were, in, <laughs> were they in France last time for, for Crimes of Grindelwald? I believe so, yeah. I don't know, but you saw the French ministry in this one. Well, they, the German, uh, they're in Germany for the yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, a, they, they do like the, they have, the yeah, world they have, view. That's true, yeah. Yes, they they're, that one, they're in Paris for us. Yeah. And right. they had that one guy that looks a lot like Elon Musk who kept promoting Grindelwald, which was horrible. <laughs> 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 yes. uh, so, uh, so, yeah, I, I feel like more uh, more stories within this world would be fine, would be good, but just they need to be a bit more structured with it. I'm not sure how to describe it there, basically. Yeah. I, I think this kind of sprawling, anything's possible, is at a detriment to the story. I I'm on the same page with Jay. This this world has a lot to offer. Like even watching this movie here, I was thinking to myself, you know, this could have been uh, not that it had to be, but this could be a really cool like HBO miniseries, HBO Max miniseries. Um, but I also was thinking at the end of this movie, I would love to see like an Aurors movie, like um, or a, an Aurors miniseries where all they do is go around hunting bad wizards you know what i mean like make it gritty or make it fun whatever you want but there's a, a lot that you can mine out of this world so definitely even, think that there could be a lot that you could do even sticking with newt and doing some kind of tv series that's like shadow of the colossus where every 
episode he's hunting down some new creature. Yeah, like this is this, this time around to, he's to tame another... to tame and bring it to his magical. Yes, not pack. not to not to end. Yeah, not uh, to end but, them. Yeah, <laughs> just to like. Well, I mean, some of them you've got to keep them guessing. Some of them they they may die. <laughs> some of them may be a threat. Yeah. He's, he's brought in to save this village from this dragon kind of thing. Right. Uh, but I mean, like you cases, also have like young McGonagall in this movie too. In the oh, in the yeah. entire series, it'd be fun to have like a McGonagall spinoff, right? I mean, there's a lot that you could do here. Professor right? Origins. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, give me previously undead near the head of this Nick. Um, there you go. Head, all head, the, the head full Nick. Head yeah, full. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I did that. You know. Strangely, that was his nickname. He was, like, <laughs> he was called head, Headed Nick. It was very odd that that was what he was. You got uh, a young Hagrid. I was gonna. I was exactly uh, gonna say the same thing. A young Hagrid, which is just like the, the young <laughs> rock show, where it's just like three stages of young version yeah. of Hagrid. Yeah. A, a young Slughorn somehow. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, again, like <laughs> young you know, Snape. Teeny Trelawney. We, we <laughs> Teeny Trelawney. Uh, what's but, it? Degrassi, but it's the Harry Potter's parents in high that'd school. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> see, like again, like there's, I think there's like a lot of like unexplored avenues of of uh, tone that you can go for, right? Because we're all going for like, well, you know, like whimsy and fun, but also like dark tones. Um, and then well, I guarantee that, Warwick Davis will come back to do Young Flitwick. He, he's ready <laughs> and waiting. Warwick he Davis will do it. is ready to do anything, which I love about him. He'll play. Flitwick I would love and like you know. Um, What's what's the little town that, that all the students go to? Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. I would love so like thrilled. you know, hey, we're just gonna do like all the uh, all the people in Hogsmeade who have shops, and this is just a, a Hogsmeade like five episode spinoff thing, or, or like a you sitcom know, set in the three broomsticks. Exactly. <laughs> or give me some, you know, uh, uh, what's the story that George and, and uh, uh, Fred uh, Fred open up? Oh, uh, 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 Weasley's. Some wizarding some, wheezes or something. Yeah, like, give me that <laughs> stuff. Like, there's. But uh, anyway, Aaron, what about you? Like, are you? Do you have Harry Potter fatigue because, or Wizarding World fatigue? Because you might have never read all the books, but you certainly know a lot about the movies. I don't have fatigue because it just you know it only comes on so often. Sure, it's, it's similar to something like Transformers, where it's like, sure, you might like or dislike them, but it's like it's not like you get many of them. So right. it's like if they come along every three years or so, sure, I, I can watch another one of these. That's that's how I feel about this Wizarding World. Like, if I think the the biggest issue I have, for example, with Star Wars was the decision to be like, we're making Star Wars every year. It's like, okay, cool, but something about Star Wars is like it feels special because there's only so much of it. Now it's mm-hmm. like we get, you know, we have multiple TV series, one that's okay. Um, we have these animated shows. <laughs> we have all the games, all the comics, and it's like, oh, also movies. We have this movie, and another movie, then another mm-hmm. movie, and it's like guys it's not like we were lacking in star wars before you don't have to like overdrive us and there we are this wizarding world i i if they were to make like a bunch of like you know three hbo max series and then more movies and then add a bunch of other stuff it's like cool i guess but yeah that would that would drive me that would drive me like less and less that would make me less and less intrigued by what was you know what was special about this magical world where if you give me one every so often yeah, I'm into that. Sure. Got it. It's, yeah. It's so you're not watching Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Loki, all oh, of so I'm watching those too, but it's like, these are. No, no, no. I, I, yeah. 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 <laughs> I I, I've kind of reached a tipping point with the MCU where, like, I, I haven't seen Moon Knight yet. I watched all the I rest of them. Either. But it's just, 
oh, there's so they're, much they're stacking up and it's, yeah. it's starting to feel like homework i'm i'm already two episodes behind on the walking dead uh, I, I can't catch up with this as well yeah i just started watching the flight attendant like, oh, so, that's just too much and there's a season two already of flight attendant oh don't tell me <laughs> yeah but I, I hear what you're saying there so I, I I think the the answer here is that Jay and I have a ton of ideas. So Hollywood, Miss, Mr. Hollywood, get in touch with us. <laughs> We're the only expert, it's, by the way, not it's JK. Mrs. Wood. It's Mrs. Hollywood. Mrs. Wood. You yeah. sexist. Oliver Wood's mom? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's Sean, Sean Bickerstaff's character. The, 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 Oliver Wood, what a cool! Captain. I would I would never forget the name Sean Biggerstaff playing Oliver Wood. It's just stuck in my head forever. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore? Ready to rate it. All right, let's do um, that then. Well, yeah. they, they, sorry, oh, yeah. just one, one thing that they, they we kind of touched on this, like, some dark elements, but the bit where a character has the memory of his dead sister removed, <laughs> not enough time was spent on how traumatic that would be. <laughs> Like the, the just yeah. how horrific the loss of loss is yeah. it should be explored more, I think. It just that was that got me that sequence. <laughs> yeah. I just I, I I also had a question of like, it. was this in Dumbledore's plan? <laughs> <laughs> that that was that's traumatic. Yeah. But just in this film that you could argue is for kids. Like right. awful. Well, between the yeah, the the animal murders and that the secrets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Very graphic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with that happy note in mind, when do people see this movie? When do people see The Secrets of Dumbledore? It's currently playing in theaters and IMAX. Jay? Uh, it's a David Yates film, so it's incredibly dark. So I think the, be- the best place <laughs> to see it and actually see what's on screen is in theaters, unless you have a very good at-home setup. So if, if you have a projector and blackout curtains, or then fine. Wait until it's, it's, it's streaming somewhere, then watch it there. But if you actually want to see it, you kind of have to go to the cinema because otherwise you're going to lose everything. It's the same as the Batman. Mm. You have to see that in cinemas if you want to actually see it. But this is not as good. Batman's very good. This is not as good. Make it clear. <laughs> this is not as good as the Batman. Got it. That's come to streaming this week. <laughs> Abe? Uh, this is an HBO movie. Like, you don't have to see it in theaters. I'm not disagreeing with you, Jay. It's just more of like where I would rate it. It's like this is a movie that feels as though it's appropriate for premium cable. I completely agree. I'm just saying, if you want to actually see it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear because <laughs> that opening sequence, I was like, "Is it dark in here?" Oh, and, and the whole prison thing—that yeah. whole sequence is just pitch black with some scorpions. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry you guys had shitty theatrical presentations. <laughs> no, no, it, <laughs> no. It looked, in, this one's eight in the cinema. Great, could yeah. see everything. But I'm just envisioning <laughs> watching it at home or on a plane or something. It's going to be awful. Imagine watching this on a plane, just being like, "I'm just watching a blank screen." Yeah. Uh, what about you, Aaron? Uh, I like this movie a little bit more. I would say Dollar Theater. I think okay. the movie it it brings back the some of the wonder that I was was missing from the the crimes um, that I enjoyed. And for a franchise that again, it's more like, well, it's there, and I you know, enjoyed these well enough. I enjoyed this well enough. So I yeah, I'd say you know see it in a in a dollar theater. You know, race out and go see you know everything everywhere all at once. Of course, uh, except unless you're in the UK. I'd obviously. love to. <laughs> but then you know then. <laughs> Then uh, see some other movies that we've also talked about, but then you can see this movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I would say if there's any like Harry Potter fans who have got this far in this podcast without having seen the film yet, it's worth going to going and seeing it for them because there's enough yeah. callbacks to the, the like with the, the suitcases, how the suitcases all kind of attack people. There's mm-hmm. so many, uh, something like flashbacks and homages to previous Harry Potter films 
and there's a rumor requirement it's back in this one there's so many like, little touches yeah. to the very fun to work. see those uh chomping books again what, yeah. what helped, what's, what's, nice, monsters. what's nice about that is because i'm so not you know keyed into this I, w- I felt like the nostalgia factor or the callback factor was like just enough for my liking. I'm like, yeah. okay, like I get some okay. of these things and it's not overdoing it. <laughs> so, the, the duplicating pastries. I want not spell. I remember that one. Actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, that was uh, that. That's our review of the secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, let's move on now. <laughs> what were the secrets? I can't. Was, I was trying to get. You know, it's what that you it's, like. it's it's is his brother has a son. Yes, it's what Jude okay. Law's like. Here, brother, let me tell you a few things. Yeah, and he, like proceeds to lecture him for a while, and then he's like, like "Nuke, close like the enough. door before you tell me other things." That didn't seem like enough to be the title of the film. Right. Fine. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, <laughs> Abe, what uh, what time is it here? Time for a quick game here. Little known fact, that's actually the tone that plays when Newt opens a suitcase, but Aaron didn't allow them to use it. So, you know, no yeah, royalty checks. It's, it's actually a music box. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. A, a niffler rotating around. <laughs> yep, all of that. Beautiful. <laughs> I've got a game for you guys this week. It's called Potpourri. Uh, dash, third, 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 third is the word. Um, <laughs> these are all movies. These are all a mixture of questions uh, that involve the third movie of, of any given franchise. Um, okay. So feel free to buzz in uh, when you think you know the answer. I always seem to get stuck with with Abe hosting the games when I'm against Aaron. No offense, Abe. <laughs> well, Aaron's gonna, better at games. We'll switch it up next time. We'll switch it up next time for sure. Um, some of these do. Uh, some of these I will be asking you guys individually because both will get an answer. I'm gonna make the best dinosaur game, AJ. Just let me tell you. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. What are fleas? Um, the next or first question here is. In Ocean's 13, David Paymer's hotel review character wins how much money in the slot machines at the airport? Well, that's specific. Um, very specific. Who's <laughs> <laughs> closest? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, $50 million. Dollars. $50 Sorry. million from Jay, okay. <laughs> uh, Aaron? I think it's something It's something like, like $250,000. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars versus fifty million. Aaron, you are the closest. It's eleven million. Ten dollars. It's eleven million. It's eleven million. He shouts oh, it out. I want eleven million dollars. I know. He, I know. He shouts it out. I couldn't remember if it was like a, a hundred thousand number or. Like I thought that it was much. like a small amount too, but I was like, I guess that's enough money for him to feel be- better. Yeah, they, about. they torture him in that movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the next question here is: A man in a trench coat and brimmed hat meets Barney McFly in nineteen fifty-five to give him a letter. From background from 1885, what company does he work for? Aaron. Aaron. Is it Western Union? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've that's always a, wondered, like, aren't they a money company? That's, that's why a, it's stuck in my head. That's a very American question. Just put that yeah, I was thinking, the, the American <laughs> Post Office, whatever that's called. Right, <laughs> the American Post Office. I would have accepted that. Uh, the next one here is uh, name the movie from this clue. Mission report, December 16th, 1991. It's a very heavy clue. What was the date? Sorry. Mission report, December 16th, 1991. Keeping in mind the theme. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Uh, if I said it this way, mission report, December 16th, 1991. Does that help out? 
it, it does not. Okay. Hold on. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of well, does it? What's the third one? What's the third one? I'm trying to think. Oh, J. J. It's a, one of two. Clear and present danger. Ooh. That's it's not, not that. That's not no. Russians. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm just trying to think what's the third Jack Ryan film. Yeah, and the one with <laughs> Russians is the first one. <laughs> so, I don't remember the, middle, the other ones. Aaron, uh, do you have an answer? Give me a, one second. Nine, Mission nine, report. December 16th. Imagine me saying this to jog your memory. Jay, feel free to buzz back in. Okay. I'm trying to jog your memory. Oh, wait. No. No mission report. Running man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Captain America Civil War. Yes. Uh, (laughs) That's the the secret. uh, The secret. uh, Turn on the Winter Soldier. I was like, what third movie with Russians? Like, what is this? (laughs) Please help my wife. And then he just kills, you know, Captain America. John Slattery. Oh, yeah. Uh, next question here. What state shows up on the screen when young Indy sees and steals the gold cru- crucifix in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? What state? What Jay. state? Jay. Indiana. That is incorrect. <laughs> Good guess, though. I think it would be right. <laughs> yeah. What? What was this question? <laughs> What's the state that appears on the title or on the screen? When young Indy sees and steals the gold crucifix? Oh, where, like Jones where are they? Yeah, where um, are they? Uh, Utah. Yeah, that's correct. A very American question. <laughs> I know. I apologize. Yeah, I didn't realize we were going to have a Brit on. Uh, otherwise, I would have been like, what is the name of uh, the pie the, the pie store what's, down the street? What's the third carry-on film? <laughs> uh, instead of 28 weeks later, what would be the third? Uh, the next question here is, according to the Parents' Guide section of IMDb, how many times is Son of a Bitch said in Die Hard with a Vengeance? Both of you guys will get an answer here closest to um, the age old question. Let me just replay the entire script of Blood of the What I'm not Puerto Rican. Uh, he moves his minds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the hell of a way flagging a man down the corner. Uh, <laughs> Keep going. I'm, I'm going to say 12. 12. Okay. Still Aaron? chewing on your spectacles. <laughs> <laughs> what does Simon say here? Simon says, oh, he said 12. Safety, safety is on. <laughs> <laughs> Eats an apple. Uh, only villains eat apples. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're going to maybe want to watch Diamond with Vengeance now, which rules. <laughs> yeah, fantastic one. Um, he said 12. Is it lower than that? Who knows? Could be. Could be higher. Could be I'll, 12. I'll say 14. That's, that's it one. is three. Hey! <laughs> Jay, <laughs> get that one. I will take that point. Yeah, uh, it seems like it seems like fuck would be said a lot more than son of a bitch. You know, <laughs> yeah. In the parents' guide, they say fuck is said over one hundred times, so yeah. they, didn't have, they didn't have an actual number count. They lost track. I think they that said that ass is said like seventy-five times. So there's a lot of swearing. Uh, the next question here: This training montage features knee-high socks and a sprint down the beach. With a Jay. Jay. Rocky three. Rocky three. <laughs> Getting stronger, baby. Uh, the only is... third film with a training montage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In all this, of cinema. This is another question for where you guys both get a guess here. What was the domestic box office? Sorry, Jay. US domestic, domestic. box office. <laughs> for Shrek the third. Oh, my God. Domestic? Domestic. Shrek 
Shrek the Third. Yeah, I'm guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great. That's a great play. Great strategy. Well, that's 2007. That was a big trilogy year because that's that Born Pirates, Spider Man, Oceans. There's a lot of threes <laughs> that summer. Um, but it, it's Shrek. It made a bunch of money. I'm gonna say 3:30. 3:30. Okay. And then Jay, what about you? I'm gonna say. I'll say 400. Shagan lowers 322. Oh my god, I'm so close. Oh. <laughs> Aaron, you get that one. I crushed that one. <laughs> the next one here, you guys both get a, uh, an answer. What is the runtime for Batman Forever? Forever? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. The third one. It's still playing now. It's... <laughs> uh, one, one, 125. So that's two hours and five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not sure. It's a silence of this. I'll say uh, an hour and 50. An hour and 50. It is two hours and one minute. So, Aaron, you get that one. Yeah. I've, I resigned to losing this game long before <laughs> I started playing it. It's hey, man. Showing up is half the battle. <laughs> yeah, they're, very, they're very consistent. Like the first two are like 118. The second two are like just over two. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've um, seen the second two once ever. So. <laughs> well, third, a third time when you, when you were second time when you listened to our Batman and Robin commentary track. There you go. Yeah. Well, you, have, you, have, you have to watch it or else it doesn't count. <laughs> but, well, I mean, the problem with that is it won't sync up with my version because DVDs play at a different speed in the UK than the US. Oh, they try to get it over quicker. Yeah. Well, or, or actually, I, think it, I think it plays longer. So the fact I guess a shorter oh, no. time is even worse. Well, Jay, you you edit podcasts. Just put our podcast into oh, the editor. No. You can slow the speed down. No, into the edit machine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, the next okay. question here. What is the full name of the character Ned Beatty voices in Toy Story 3? Jay. Jay. Uh, Lotso Huggin' Bear. Yes! He smells or, like strawberries. Yes, he does. John Lasseter is also the name. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. That's the Hawaiian version. We're never going to get him on the show now. Um, <laughs> That's probably a good thing. The next version here. <laughs> be on your buzzers. How many Oscars was Return of the King nominated for, and how many did it win? Aaron. Aaron. 11-11. 11-11 is correct. I would have accepted all of them. Remember, remember Spielberg got the Oscars. It's a clean sweep. Return of the King. <laughs> <laughs> remember it's... when the Oscars had some, uh, you know, some semblance of uh, of, of weight? <laughs> I mean, Peter Jackson got up and then slapped Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah that was, it was momentous. That was wild. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that. That was a weird thing he said. <laughs> Why does it sound like John Lennon? <laughs> You always want to do that, too. I've always Same wanted person. to do that. <laughs> uh, the last question here. Name the third installment of the Pirates movies. Aaron. Jay. Aaron. Hot. Pirates of the Caribbean, colon, at World's End. That is World's correct. End. World's End. <laughs> world's End at World's End is correct. It is at World's End, yeah. Jay, valiant effort. Thank you for yeah. being a participant. Uh, Aaron, you, you did not like go with that one. <laughs> what was the score? Uh, eight to three. Was it Massa? Okay. <laughs> hey, I, the, the question was about uh, third parts and films. I got three points. I, think I just like to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you fit in with the go. theme. Yeah, way to go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys might notice, but I also themed the parents' guide question. There was only three of them. Yeah, you really nailed that. Son of I, a wait, bitch. What, when you said that question, I did think, well, it might be three because that's the theme. Ah, I, thought, I, I thought it was more more than that in the film. So. Yeah. Uh, but that was puppery. It started so hard. It got progressively easier. <laughs> I randomized it. I didn't do that. I'm going to uh, punch out the name to Popa 3. To Popa 3. 
I well, did. Thank, thank you for that game, Abe. You're welcome. Yes. Let's you. uh let's move on to some out now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where we go to the various questions and answers on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash now podcast. We asked a number of questions to our listeners and they gave some answers. And which is one question, we got a lot of answers. But uh here we go. Uh, who are your favorite cinematic wizards? Chris writes Low Pan from one of Jay's favorite movies, Big Trouble oh, Little China. He can't it. stop talking about it. But it. he's wearing the he's wearing the <laughs> has uh, banners all over his room. And uh, and uh, Token Gandalf, <laughs> Token Gandalf. Okay, yes. very <laughs> specific version of Gandalf. You know, your favorite cinematic wizards? Uh, mm, cinematic wizards. <laughs> Obi Wan, yeah, yeah. Space wizard. Um, I mean, yeah, Gandalf's probably one of the better ones. Definitely. Doctor Strange, kind of a wizard. He's a wizard. I mean, you know, yeah. Dr. He's, he's exactly a wizard. Tony Stark calls, wizard. Him a, calls him a wizard. He's a wizard. Uh, he does yeah. magic. He's a wizard. <laughs> Actually, I suppose uh, Wong is probably a better one. Uh, Wong is a good wizard. Wong does rock. Yeah. He is yeah. head of the uh, whatever Ministry of Magic that they have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other wizards. Uh, David Bowie. It's a good wizard. Not in a movie in general. Just David Bowie in general. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, <laughs> you, could, well, you could argue Tesla. <laughs> He's kind of a wizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David Bowie. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other, other wizards. Um, the, oh, in, in, in Onward. Uh, Ian. Oh. The annoying one? Uh, yeah. But, I mean, Tom he's, Holland? He's, he's, Tom Holland? Yeah. He's the wizard in that film. Fair like, enough. Barney's not much of a wizard. He's a D&D player. Well, his, dad's, his dad's legs were a wizard, right? <laughs> I'm going to go with the entirety of Ian over the lower half of his dad. Fair enough. But in, like in the it. rankings. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, uh, he's not called the devil, but uh, Tim Curry in Legend. There you go. He's a wizard, right? Is he? I guess. No, he's, he's kind of just like being a dick. How about Willow? Willow, Matt Martigan. Should I watch Willow? That's one of those films I've never seen. You haven't seen Willow? No. It's, it's uh, right there on Disney Plus. I, can watch I think it they're going to remake it soon, right? No, they're making they're making a TV sequel series. Also it. with Warwick Davis, of course. Okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he has a funny video of him introducing the new cast. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, that is a funny video. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jay, you should watch Will. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say, man, you can't wait to. It's amazing. <laughs> It'll I, change I, my life. But I like I like it well enough, and it's got some neat effects for its time. And and Val Kilmer's great in it. They're both great. Okay. Well, Warwick Davis is always great in things, but yeah, well, Val, 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 Val Kilmer's in total like swashbuckler fun mode, and he's having a great time. Yeah, meets his wife there. Yeah, his ex-wife there. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, his ex-wife. Uh, oh, the oh, next, M- yeah. Merlin, Merlin the Sword and the Stone. Never heard of him. Oh, cool. yeah, oh. yeah, you're, you're ridiculous. <laughs> Moving on to this one. In um, the animated one. The, uh, oh, okay, that, all right, yeah. With Madame uh, Mim. Uh, not Mickey Mouse, the the wizard that scolds him for using his wand. <laughs> Uh, the next question is, what's your favorite Jude Law performance? Chris writes, uh, best is definitely extends and side Existence. effects. Existence. Existence and side effects slides into second place. Uh, Michael Lee from the show has talented Mr. Ripley, Road to Perdition, yes. and Spy comes to mind. Oh, he's good in Spy. Talented Mr. Ripley is, is maybe the correct answer. Because uh, everyone, everyone is great in that, I think. Ripley's great. I really like. I really do like him in Road to Perdition playing a, a rat that's also a hitman and a human. Yeah, um, it's, it's a very does he get the final laugh at the end of the movie? Who can tell? Um, he's I, I I he's a horrible character, but in Contagion, he's he's yeah. fun. Yeah, as just as a as a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, here's I, the I like him in the more character roles. He's, yeah, I, I agree. He's, here's the thing: he's very good. <laughs> he's a yeah. very good yeah. actor. He's very consistently he good. Uh, but there's, yeah, there's, I, there's some bits in Secrets of Dumbledore where he's like angry, fighting at the end. He looked exactly like Gerard Butler to me. I couldn't <laughs> just like his face just kind of morphed into an angry Scottish. Probably, face. It's probably the beard. Uh, but, uh, yeah. He's good as Gigolo Joe in AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, yeah, like, I, he's I, I really like him in AI. I really like him in AI. Actually, I, I like uh-huh. him quite a bit. Um, and I like when he plays like nice father characters. <laughs> like that's, those are generally in the holiday. Oh, uh, Hugo, he's he's playing that, doing that oh, too. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one, Aaron? No, it's Ripley and Rotobation. Okay. I generally I my go tos, but I I consistently and, and Watson. He's a great Watson. Yeah, he's, he's a good he's great Watson. 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 Yeah. yeah. I agree with you guys on the character. That's why uh, my choice is Gattaca. Gattaca's great too. Oh yeah, when he when he's telling off the guy who comes up to to what's be, your to, number? To him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't believe me that I could be an amazing guy even though I'm in a wheelchair? He's supposed to be playing Captain Hook soon. That should be fun. Uh oh. Oh, and hard, the, it's gonna be hard to beat. You the know, David Lowry one. Okay. X Men's uh, Hugh Jackman. I mean, he wasn't the problem in that movie. <laughs> he had the best sequence of that movie. Yeah, yeah. When we were like, "Oh, this looks interesting." It's gonna be like, yeah, he musical. does smells like Teen Spirit. And, and then, and then they don't do that again. It's like, why? That was so fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question we have here: What's your go-to example of a role being recast for a sequel, and was it better or worse? Got a lot of answers here. Uh, Adam Gentry, credit show writes: Ironically, the Dumbledore recast comes to mind when Michael Gambon took over for the late Richard Harris. I tend to like Gambon's work in the role more, but I think the larger sample size and the meatier, darker stories he got to tell play a large part rather than anything Harris didn't or didn't do. Michael Lee, friend of the show, also writes: Maggie Gyllenhaal replacing Katie Holmes in The Dark Knight, Jeffrey Weissman replacing Crispin Glover in Back to the Future three sequels, and Maria Bello replacing. These are just examples. Ugh. Maria Bello replacing Rachel Weisz in Mummy Three. Yeah, not a not a good one. Well, Tyler adds to that. He <laughs> says it still makes me mad that Maria Bello was recast as Evie in her third Mummy film. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know, it's almost it's almost like Rachel Weisz is like, I have an Oscar and I don't feel like doing another one of these. <laughs> <laughs> a wise decision because it was very bad. Yeah. A wise decision. Hey, oh, that's what Jay said. Look at that, Daniel <laughs> Craig over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if Daniel Craig were to like, that's the joke that you Rachel Vice <laughs> and start dating Maria Bella. Oh no, <laughs> art or life imitates art. Yeah. Next one here, uh, Luke Thompson, friend of the show, writes. It's it's not really cool to say this, I guess, but Tom Hardy was a big step down as Mad Max from Mel Gibson. It's not cool to say. I think that's, that's correct. He said that he, he preferred Mel Gibson than Tom Hardy. Oh, I see. Uh, in which case, I, dis- I disagree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's wrong. Uh, this one's from Brandon Peters, friend of the show. He's got lots here. Tom Matthews replacing John Shepard as Tommy Jarvis in Jason Lives. Oh. George Lazenby replacing Sean Connery in Our Majesty's Secret Service. Sean Connery replacing George Lazenby in Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> Roger Moore replacing Sean Connery in Living Light that's, that's the step down. Timothy Dalton replacing Roger Moore in The Living Daylights. Big step up again. Here's Brosnan replacing Timothy Dalton in Goldeneye. Giant step down. Believe it or not, the next one is Daniel Craig replacing Pierce Brosnan in Casino Royale. Huge step up. And last what? Thing, last thing he writes, he writes, Abe Mua replacing Abe Masterson in Out Now there to name the movie. <laughs> That's a step down? How dare you? He didn't say step up or step down. He's just naming him. And then Jeff writes, favorite Don Cheadle in, as Rhodey in Iron Man 2. Hmm. And, and yeah. beyond. I like that one. Uh, Back to the Future, Elizabeth Shue replacing Claudia Wells. Jennifer, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's a step up or step down. They're both they're both good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's one that always comes to mind as a replacement. Uh, like significant quality factors and something like I can uh, replacements. For yeah, that, that's like mine is um, uh, Julian Moore replacing Jodie Foster as Clarice Sterling. I'm like, uh, and didn't yeah. Terry Crews replace Mr. T in Cloudy with the Chance of Meeples? Yes, he did. Was voicing that I, character. I think he did well enough living up yeah. to the role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, no problem with that. They both did a good, a good job. Oh, get back in there too. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, not quite a replacement, but more of like a replacement for a character they just got out of there. But Godfather Three, Duvall saying no, not enough money to going to George Hamilton in that kind of role was like, oh, this is this that's the that's the weak spot in that movie for me. <laughs> uh, like I I I like Godfather Godfather Three, um, in general, but it's like it's not Coppola that bothers me. It's not her that bothers me. It's George Hamilton coming in there. <laughs> I you know, like Tom, uh, Tom my guy. Yeah, so. never heard from Duvall again after that. They're friends. Blake Clark replaced Jim Varney as Slinky Dog. I think he did a decent Oh, job. yeah. yeah. Jim, Jim Varney passed away. The late and, Jim Varney. Uh, Blake Clark's yeah. his friend. So, yeah. Ah! Ernest got scared <laughs> stupid for real. Um, <laughs> the next question is I had to mention that because my co host Mark is a huge Ernest fan. So that's. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. We love Jim Varney. Yeah. I think everyone I've, I've do never seen an Ernest film. So. <laughs> you haven't you have, he hasn't made you watch one yet? Uh, I mean he's tried. Do you even know who Vern is? <laughs> uh he's a regular guest on the Lambcast. Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was on your show at least once. Yeah, like back yeah. in the day. Yeah. He's been here. Yeah. Uh the next question here is what are your favorite teams on a mission type movies? Chris says Aliens and Seven Samurai. Teams on a mission. Seven Samurai Bugs is like go to mission for <laughs> thank you. Bugs Life. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a great one. The kids' version of Seven Samurai. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it'll be better. Who could say? Yeah. <laughs> Mine is also animated. It's Toy Story 2. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Dozen's always fun. I'll throw uh, Oceans, uh, specifically 12, in there. Why not? Mm, not 13. That's, that's when they're. Well, 12 is when they go off on a mission. That's, that's one of the yeah, yeah. That, that exactly. one's fun. Yeah. Uh, I almost forgot your name there, Linus. <laughs> Jerry Jones. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> Shows up for like three yeah. minutes. Fantastic. Yeah. And of course, the the my one of my favorite lines. I'm Bruce Willis. That's just a <laughs> it's just, it's, in that scene. It's so funny. Uh, on, on Bruce subject, I, I like Armageddon. That's that's a team going out on a mission. Yeah, yeah. the right team. <laughs> yeah. Why not, didn't not they just them. send the astronauts to drill camp? Then there wouldn't be a film. Maybe not yeah. the right stuff, uh, but the right team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. Yeah. Uh, next question we have: What's your favorite Mads Mikkelsen performance? Uh, Chris writes fa- uh, favorite. Sorry, not a film, but has to be Hannibal. Also, the Pusher uh, series. Uh, also, The Hunt and Riders of Justice. Hmm. And Tyler writes another round. I have seen none of those. He's not bad in really anything that he does, so you can't really go wrong. Um, sure, but I do really like him in The Hunt. Uh, I was going to say, like, The Hunt is the one that infuriates me the most. So. Yeah, <laughs> the circumstances of that movie. Yes, yes very infuriating. But, but I, he's, he's great in another round. It's funny because you've talked about him as far as like he in America specifically, he plays more nefarious type characters. In Denmark, he plays like he's guys. like a really lighthearted he just, guy. He's, but I even like he just plays like normal guy. Normal like another round, he's just, guy. Another round, I mean, he's just like a uh, you know a, a teacher that's dead. lost his inspiration. Yeah. The hunt is just like a regular guy. Right as just as even he's a soldier, but he's still like he's nothing like out of the order. He's just like a guy that lost yeah. his life. <laughs> like it's... he doesn't always. Have you seen Men and Chicken? 
not yet. It's been on my queue forever. I, I know he, he's fantastic in it, and he's not a regular guy in Men and Chicken. He is very mm-hmm. much an uh, an irregular guy and a bunch of irregular guys. Like uh, I, I won't mm-hmm. I won't spoil the twist of it, but it's uh, no, that's an odd to... film. That's yeah. a different film. <laughs> I know that's the same director as Another Round, also. So yeah, but yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that might be my favorite Matt Dixon performance is Men and Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the last question here is, what are some movie creatures that look less deadly than they actually are? Luke Thompson from the show has Jenny McCarthy. Uh, Chris Cleland has <laughs> the Tribbles uh, from Star Trek. And Michael Lee has Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Uh, creatures that are less deadly than they actually are. There's that cat in Captain Marvel. I mean, that's just, uh, uh, that's just like a yeah. vault. Yeah. What, it's, what is the name of that thing? Chewy. No, Chewy. but yeah, the name, but like the species, it's like a Grimlock Chewy. or something. <laughs> like a, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's a Wookiee. No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, there's a lot of these things too. Um, I mean, the, the you know the pores look all nice in Star Wars, but they are actually also you know uh, they carnivorous. Committed, they, they committed a lot of uh, sedition underground. And, <laughs> sedition. Yeah, they, they got into a lot of like legal, legal yeah. issues. <laughs> I was like, wow, they were just really trying to overthrow Luke on that island. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's they got him in the end for tax fraud. That's why the island's so sparse. <laughs> <laughs> they put him in the, the prison on the neighboring island. Ah, I see. Yeah, <laughs> under the guise of nuns, I see what their game is now. I think there are more islands on Octo. You think there's other islands where there's like other porgs? And they're like, what are those guys doing? I don't know. That Luke guy keeps plotting around. <laughs> it can't just be one big wet planet with one small rock on it. It could be. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not Camino. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe underwater is just one giant underground volcano. It's, oh, that's, that's that would the, be kind of neat. That's the only thing that's there. Yeah. Uh, the, the, compi, the compies are pretty cute. In oh, yeah, world. the compies. There we go. Not to you know, go back to that old well. Uh, and the Dilophosaurus in the first one. With, uh, yeah. Stick, stupid. <laughs> I wonder extinct. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you, Newman. Um, that's still a great like. I really like that trailer. That's a fun trailer. I really like that shot of the Dilophosaurus in that trailer. Like it's yeah. just like, yeah, that thing. <laughs> it's back. He's back. Yeah. Uh, and this time he's bringing his friends. I um, hope he spits in BD Wong's face. No. <laughs> he's the he's series like, villain. Yeah, he's he's like, like, so oh, you thought that my embryos are gonna freeze. Um, he has a great line before he kills BD Wong. He's the yeah. he's the Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> soul for soul. I um, feel like Cookie Monster is a lot more dangerous than he looks. Oh, you've always talked about McDonald's characters <laughs> or Sesame Street characters or Muppets and whatnot. The Grimace. That's what you got to watch out for. No oh, Christ. Oh man. <laughs> Even exactly. the dog agrees. Exactly, dog. Yeah. <laughs> that dog uh, run away. Less deadly than they actually are. Everybody in Monster Inc. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. No idea. There's, there's like some real. I, I, I have a mental image in my mind of this thing that's like super cute and goblin and like has giant teeth and like just. I'm trying to think of the same thing. Yeah. I've got this. I can't. Think. I, I, we cannot. Like we little, cannot end this show until we get. This. There's that weird little <laughs> monkey alien in in um, Lost in Space, but I don't think that. No, that thing's not exactly a monster it, in the end. No, it. No, it's not. It's just like changes color. Flubber. And it's like some Flubber. of the CGI. <laughs> Flubber is very dangerous. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. You don't wanna you don't wanna get into the wrong hands. Yeah. Like the, the I just watched Piranha 3D. They look awful and are deadly, so that's not doesn't fit the brief at all. Uh, just wait until uh, you see three double D. I have, I will never again. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the worst films I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very bad. Like, barely barely a movie length 
despite having uh, uh, credits and bloopers separately. <laughs> Barely 70 minutes. Hey, goof. <laughs> what is this bloody film we can't think I of? I know, there's like this one thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like adorable and someone like pokes it with a finger and it snaps them with teeth or something like that. Oh. I don't know. Uh, stay with yeah. Marshmallow Man. How about that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he has big teeth. <laughs> um, let's see. There's Gizmo, who's, I mean, he's fine, but when he gets into court as a lawyer, he's a real vicious prosecutor. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fourth rule that the uh, the guy didn't tell him. Don't get him into a law. Don't, don't get him into court. <laughs> yeah. You're going to lose. Remember, remember that dog thing in John Carter, Abe? Uh in John there, Carter? In John Carter. There's that thing that, like, that dog thing that follows John Carter around, and he's, like, super fast. So, like, when John Carter, like, jumps somewhere, the thing, the dog's, like, already there because he's, like, super fast. Hmm. I do not remember. I know. It's been a minute. Well, yeah. th- there's a whole sequence where he gets into, like, battle, and the dog thing, like, fucking slays all these guys all of a sudden. It's like, oh, this looks vicious also. That, that's what that's one. There you go. Really like. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll circle back to this one if we can think of this other thing at some other point uh, but it will be on my mind and Jay's mind I'm sure as well Yep. Uh, but that is going to do for that now feedback 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 and that's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode uh, you can find more of my work on my personal blog thecodezeek.com everything I do ends up over there also write reviews for We Live Entertainment as well as Why So Blue and I'm on Variety occasionally I'm also on Twitter Aaron's PS4 Abe you can find more fun stuff over my Instagram Abe.Mua and Twitter.com slash Walrus Moose hashtag three points to Hufflepuff and Jay Clue, where can people find more of you online? Uh, you can listen to my podcast, Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, where myself and my co-host Mark Hoffman, who was on your Mortal Kombat episode, I believe, uh, yep. doing his best to speak positively. We, we like to be positive <laughs> on our podcast, and then you bring us in to talk about less of films. Uh, but we try. We, uh, we talk about, <laughs> we did the entire Deep Blue Sea trilogy, one DVD chapter at a time. Aaron was on a couple of times for the first one and the third one. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've been doing Deep Blue Sea adjacent films, which is other films directed by Rennie Harlan or featuring sharks or aquatic adventure. Uh, Aaron joined us for 12 rounds. So if you want to know oh. how deep and blue the Rennie Harlan John Cena classic 12 rounds <laughs> is, then this is literally <laughs> the only podcast that will tell you the uh, average depth and blueness of that film. Uh, 12 meters. That's my guess. I, I cannot remember. <laughs> some months ago. <laughs> but uh, follow me on Letterboxd. Uh, Jay Cluett is what I am on there, where I keep a ranking of the deep deep films and blue films as we go. Oh, I need so to find that one. It's okay. in there. Uh, currently, the least deep film is Godzilla vs. Biollante because that ends in space. Oh. is not deep. Oh, so this is actually deep. measured by depth. Got it. Okay. This yep. is a good list. I like this. Uh, 12 rounds is uh, 7.6 meters up in the air. So inverse depth. Because they're, they're on a building, yeah. And, and helicopters, and there's only like one scene where we're actually underwater, or a couple of bits were underwater. Hmm. And uh, 9.5% blue. Not very blue. 9.5%? I have a spreadsheet. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> very specific. <laughs> yeah, I, I go through and... and uh, what work out how blue each frame of the film it's it's a very tedious process that no one i dig it really cares about uh, know, I'm, sure hey. we, I'm sure we have a lot of nerdy quotes on this show but i have a spreadsheet might top the list for these weeks yeah episodes. yeah <laughs> definitely I, I mean i have many i have several it's yeah i'm gonna stop talking jay, <laughs> you know, jay i'm on your letterbox do you know how many pages uh you have on your letterbox i have several lists yes uh but in terms of like if i were to click on your films that you've seen here uh, how many pages would I have to scroll through? Oh, I don't. 
uh, I'm sure between the two of us, there's a lot. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Aaron's would certainly be more than mine. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wouldn't not know how to. You've got a lot. You've one. got 25 pages. Okay. I, I mean, I've I've kept a spreadsheet of the films I've watched since 2008, uh-huh. just out before pre Letterboxd, and I did start at one point uh, archiving that onto Letterboxd for for no reason. There was no benefit <laughs> doing this at all. I think I got to like early 2009. I just kind of stopped and had literally anything else to do in my life, so I did literally <laughs> anything else instead. <laughs> well. With all that said, <laughs> you, can find all, you can find all the other episodes of Out Now Today on iTunes, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Podomatic, and HHWLOD. Feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Or check out our Facebook, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast, or twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And of course, there's our Instagram page, instagram.com slash outnow underscore podcast as well. And remember, find us on iTunes and give us a rating review. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Jay, thank you very much for thank joining you, us Jay. this week. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Glad you brought the magic back for us this week. And um, that is going to do it for Too kind. this week's show. Next week, we got a double header once again. We are going to be talking, that's right, the Northman and the unbearable weight of massive talent. Mm. Uh, oh, which... oh, oh. Uh, next week, I'm guest hosting the Lambcast to talk about the unbearable weight of massive talent. So check right. out that. Boom. Aaron, you might be a guest on that episode. I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I, I forgot what I might have signed up for a while ago. Oh, that was <laughs> um, but yeah, that is going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, so long. And goodbye.